Danielle Sandoval, and this is Dear Daughter. Dear Daughter is a weekly podcast dedicated to the exploration of issues facing women today. It seeks to address common questions of our time without shying away from those that are difficult or controversial, much like an honest conversation unfolding between a mother and daughter. I am a daughter, a sister, a friend. I'm a psychology buff, and it only took three schools, three career changes, and five years to figure that out. I am a writer, but deep down I'm scared of what people would think if they ripped open my diary. I am fierce, strong-willed, but geez, I can be as stubborn as a mule. I am concise, organized, and yet I live and thrive in a state of organized chaos every day. I am a woman of faith, but you know what? I have my share of doubts. I am a fighter, of social injustices in particular. I am passionate about what I believe in and the people I care about. My passion is for others and is near to the brokenhearted, the tired, the confused, because sometimes, a lot of times, I am that girl too. And that passion originally began in a diary, one that eventually became not just a diary, but an ode to my own future daughter. I began starting each entry with Dear Daughter in effort to give my words, thoughts, plans, and dreams more purpose. Had you told me, even just a few years ago, that I'd be taking that passion to a larger platform such as this, I wouldn't have believed it. But now, today, I've decided to share that purpose with the rest of the world to bring women together for the sake of all of our future daughters and others out there alike. So with that being said, Dear Daughter. Today we have on Claire Bacchus and Haley Most. Hi everyone, I'm Claire. I'm glad to be back on the podcast and really excited to talk about the pressures of grooming and beauty today. Mm -hmm. And I'm Haley Most, and this is my first time on the podcast, but I'm super excited to also talk about the pressure of grooming um, as a hairy woman (laughs) that I am. Um, But a little about myself, I'm a trained anthropologist, and so I take issues um, from a cultural perspective um, and a human-centered focus. Um, And in my spare time, I enjoy reading my plant babies and cooking. Awesome. All right. So we're just going to jump right in. I feel like being a young woman isn't always easy. And sometimes that almost seems to be lost on a lot of people. But at the same time, today in society especially, it actually seems to be vocalized almost always. And yet the pressures put upon women to be, look, groom in a certain way still stand. When I look back at myself as a young girl, I think I was always very aware of societal pressure because of, but because of my personality, I just did not care. Or sometimes worse, I did care a lot, but I'd spitefully act like I didn't because I never wanted to be told what to do with myself. But now that was less from society. And I realized kind of more so from my own mom, like, and not in a bad way. I think she meant it with the best intentions because obviously she is a woman herself, understands those unspoken more or less rules on what society does and doesn't accept. But it always frustrated me because I didn't understand societal pressures and standards. Um, But for instance, like I was a young girl with hair literally everywhere and a lot of it. I mean, 
I'm Greek and Hispanic. So like, what do you expect? Right. Like, and the odd part was, is that out of all my siblings, I'm really the only one aside from my brothers, like who have so much hair everywhere. So my mom constantly wanted me to wax this, wax that, curl my hair, dye my hair, straighten my hair, et cetera. And it didn't stop there either. It was the same way when it came to how I should wear my makeup or carry a purse. And I always put my foot down. And then I had also kind of regret it once I got to school because I was stuck in this weird in-between where, again, I acted like I didn't care um, and I was confident in who I was and what I looked like anyways. But the reality was, is that at home, I was the oldest girl in all of my family, immediate and extended. So I was very insecure about um, being that way, like being done up and stuff around others and like showing up somewhere and suddenly not having hair in my legs or having two eyebrows and not being like having a bare face and, you know, having eyeshadow on my little lids because I was the first one to have to do any of it. Um, So I felt more confident not doing those things around my family. But then I'd also go to school and then not have any of that done while the others did and had boys and girls make fun of me for it. And I but I still acted like I had the confidence I did at home, even when I didn't. So I always felt very insecure and small over all of it, whether I kind of showed it or not. Um, so my question for you, Haley, is how important do you think it is for girls to be able to feel comfortable in their own skin, especially during adolescence? Um, I think it's super important because if you're not comfortable in your own skin, you'll feel trapped and not as free to be yourself. And then exactly like what you were explaining, you just don't have or you feel like almost you're in two different like worlds. Um, So when I was a teenager or like going through adolescence, um, I actually was very confident. And then I feel like my insecurities kind of built as an older or like a still a young woman, but like older than most feel insecure. Um, And it started when I started getting acne. Um, And so that was like really challenging for me, like a lot of tears, a lot of avoiding (laughs) people, a lot of avoiding places. Um, And then not that like, like that's still a struggle, especially like when I do have new breakouts, but I think my overall um, approach to getting a breakout is first of all, every woman gets them. (laughs) Like there's no perfect skin. There's no idealized skin. Well, society would like us to think right. there is, but in reality, there's not perfect skin. Like no one has that. Um, so that really helps. And then just realizing like, no, I am beautiful. There's more to me than my skin, first of all, but I can be confident because I know who I am. Like I'm secure in, you know, the things that I believe and like just the fact that like there I'm smart I'm all these other attributes that I actually do care way more about than you know having a pimple (laughs) that's my hot take (laughs) so I'm gonna kind of go from the other side about 
the importance of feeling comfortable in your own skin. Um, for me personally, it took me a really long time to feel this, which looking back is so stupid that I wasted that much of my life caring what other people think. And even still, um, even now I look in the mirror and mentally rattle off the things I don't like about myself. My husband hates when I do this, but I'll lay in bed and I'll just list the laundry list of things and be like, you know, if a plastic surgeon offered to do me over for free, here's what I'd want. And he'd be like, oh, my gosh, shut up. Go to bed. <laughs> so um, I think it is important to feel like to be kind to yourself. I think that's the biggest thing is not necessarily feeling comfortable, but being kind. Um because we as women, I know myself, we experience an emotion that's not fun called shame. But I think yeah. that shame within reason can be a great motivating factor um, because the fact is that like I would not work out or eat healthy except for the fact that I feel shame if I don't. I don't want to have flabby arms, so I motivate myself to go work out. I eat healthy and drink water, so I don't break out, um, even though there are but times. But that is not a factor. Just going <laughs> to Well, for if me, I, it is. I've had many people say, just drink water. And I'm like, I, I do. <laughs> well, no, I, yeah. And it's different for everyone. But me personally, I know that like, oh my gosh, if I have one greasy thing and one glass of wine the next day, my entire chin is like zit city. And it's the worst. And it's like, had I made those healthy choices? Choices, you know, all of that. Um, so, and all of this, like all of that is meant to be within healthy boundaries um, because I know what I'm saying could be taken the wrong way. I'm not advocating for cultivating a deep-rooted <laughs> sense of shame within yourself. Right. Uh, like do not dislike yourself, but uh, hey, I don't want to break out tomorrow. So I'll get the pizza with veggies on top instead of the pizza with pepperoni. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's a mixture of kindness meets motivation. Uh, if I was 100% comfortable in my own skin and as I was, I would never get off the couch. <laughs> I think Haley <laughs> can attest to that. Yes. Um, so have goals, go for them, um, but make them healthy, attainable goals within a comfortable timeline and don't be anxious yeah. if they need to be modified. I think that um, I actually find that very interesting, like your take on it, because I don't think I've ever really thought of it um, that way, or at least not to that extent, um, because I would probably say like my, I don't know, insecurity from everything, I wouldn't say was necessarily being insecure, I guess, with myself because it was weird. Like I was pretty confident in who I was during adolescence. Um, I was more so insecure with like the confusion of mm -hmm. being on both sides. And then for instance, like um, my, I think my biggest thing was I had very hairy arms as a child. And probably, and actually, I don't think I actually did anything about my arms until um, I actually, this is hilarious. Now I think about it. The first time I ever like actually nared my arms or did something was when I was going to your wedding, Claire. Really? <laughs> so that was only a year ago or a wow. year and a half ago. I didn't, was I'm going to be real. Time. I did not even notice yeah. before then. <laughs> that was the first time. And you know what? When I did, all my friends, like my couple friends that I grew up with like my whole life, were shocked like to see my arm bare. Really? And that's like kind of like a sad thing like when I think about it now because it's like they were shocked to see wow. my arm. And like you would think that I think that's the reason why I never did it growing up. Like my mom all the time would be like, you know, we could like 
wax your arms or like we could do this or that like because she was worried about me going to school you know because like when I say like I had hair I had a lot of hair on my arms you know and I really never had a problem with it um now I would say like I think my biggest worry with doing something about it wasn't because I was like insecure about having it as much of like I was insecure about how people would react to me because I just it and it wasn't I don't even know if insecurity is best works. It was more so like I would get very annoyed with the thought of somebody being like over emotional about what my arm looks like Mm -hmm. or whether I had makeup on one day. Right. No one should be hyper focused on what is on your body. And for the most part, most people aren't. And the ones who are have something deeply like they have something wrong with them. You would be surprised, though. Like there are a lot of people like literally people who are close to me, people who weren't close to me, like every person in my life at what was I? 21, 22 at your wedding. I'm not kidding. I literally, I had it shaved for the first time. And you know what? Or not shaved, nared for the first time. And I was like, this feels really good. Because it wasn't really about like how it looked. It was more so like, I feel a lot more clean suddenly mm-hmm. that I like, my arms are like this. But as soon as like my close friends saw, they were just like, your arm. Like, and I didn't even tell them I did it. It was just like, as soon as they saw my arm, they knew. And I was so like, oh my gosh. And even at 22, I was so bothered like, I hate that you noticed that because now mm-hmm. I feel uncomfortable. Like, even though you would never even have noticed mm-hmm. until I told you just now, like it suddenly turns into like, even though you're an irrational thought, like none of these people at this wedding know me <laughs> or what my arm looked like <laughs> before. But all of a sudden I'm like, do they notice that my arm doesn't have hair on it now? Like, and it was super because one person said something mm-hmm. to me that day, mm-hmm. you know? So like, it was a very just weird thing for me. And I think growing up before, like, it, I mean, again, I was, 21, 22 when I even did that. And prior to that, I never really considered doing that at all, no matter who or what, you know, came about or said something to me. Um, So I guess like my next question would be um, because I do think what you just said about it being more like about being kind to Mm -hmm. yourself. um, It is a little different than like being comfortable with Mm -hmm. who you are and stuff or like how you look. Um, so I think that kind of makes you curious, like Claire, like, do you think that beauty industries cultivate that insecurity at a young age or do you think it's, I don't know, not as much relevant if it's more so? Oh, no, it's definitely the beauty <laughs> industry. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar industry right. for a reason. Um, so especially nowadays where people, young girls... And young guys, too. We're not eliminating you if you're listening. Um, But they have unfettered access to social media and the lies and deception. You don't see behind the scenes. Um, You don't see the people whose whole job it is to make them look good in post-op. My little sister, I have an 11-year-old sister. I remember at eight or maybe even younger, she would make comments about her belly being fat. Uh-huh. And you know my sister. This yeah. girl is like the tiniest little thing ever. There is right. no fat body percentage for fat <laughs> on her at all. Um, so how did she get these notions at eight? Right. Who decides that the measure of a woman or a young girl isn't her health or her strong her strength or her beauty, but just the absence of fat or cellulite or wrinkles or hair or any of those things? Um So if not them, and that's what I think, too, is that it's like it's impressing this on older women who then impress that on younger girls. So indirectly, I think it is a relation. Um, So, yeah, I definitely think that the beauty industry cultivates that. Like, did any of you guys see 
Kylie Jenner's posts for Playboy? No. Yeah, no? Okay, let me it. just say, first of all, Kylie, girl, you looking good. But <laughs> You looking good, girl. It's all the plastic surgery. But that's what I'm saying, though, is that it's just like, right. that is, she is, her and her family are completely molded. They are society's, for like, goddesses. They are the epitome of what women are supposed to look like. Whether or not you agree with them, that's just kind of the fact. Um, So even seeing all those photos and like how good she looks and she just has that one scar on her knee that shows, oh, I'm still human, but everything else about me is completely flawless. I had a baby at 20 and look how good I look. And I know moms who are still struggling to shed baby weight. So I think that seeing that as a young girl and having just that easy access to it like you make expectations i need to be a million a billionaire i need to look this good after having a baby i need to carry a baby and it be healthy and cute and like all those things like there's it's so much more than just beauty too and grooming but it's like yeah there's just a lot of pressure yeah and i think it's definitely toxic what about your thoughts Haley? especially in regards to like for instance hair or skin yeah so I wanted to kind of say something along the lines that Claire said is I think with social media, like we did not grow up with that Mm -hmm. as young girls. That is very So I think that took a lot of the pressure um, off of us when we were going through puberty and just as like little girls, like I feel like we were able to at least a little bit like enjoy just childhood more. We were allowed to be kids. Exactly. Instead of Um, women. For sure. I mean, those pressures were certainly there, um, as you, we all have mentioned. Um, but I would say, yeah, like I think you see women who are perfectly groomed, like not a unibrow, not a hair, like not hair on their arms, not hair down there, like (laughs) (laughs) not hair on their legs, on their hands, anything. And for someone who was also and is, because <laughs> I'm very laid back when it comes to grooming and right. <laughs> makeup and stuff like that. But um, as someone who has a lot of hair and like my parents described that I literally came out like <laughs> not 100% hairy, but like I had hair everywhere. Fuzzy. Like, very fuzzy. Um, a little peach. <laughs> it is. And it, and it has been you know, difficult to see like, okay, if my eyebrows, if I neglect getting my eyebrows threaded for like a month, like I do get a different response. Like I can yeah. tell people are looking at my eyebrows. I'm like, like what is look, I have had thick eyebrows for my whole life. Yeah. When I was younger, I did have a unibrow. Same. Um, <laughs> my sister used to shave it for me and <laughs> she would make me like lay down and Aww. she would put lotion in between, oh my which gosh. was terrible. <laughs> but I think that kind of made me feel like, while she had good intentions, made me right. feel like, okay, this isn't acceptable. Or, like, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not okay to have, like, stray hairs, like, yeah. around there. Um, or even just, you know, at that time, eyebrows were thinner. So oh, that wasn't right. the popularized. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the popularized eyebrow. Um, right. The thick ones that I do have. Um, So I think in that way, yeah, I think there is pressure from the beauty industry because you didn't see that. Right. Now, I think they've done a little bit better to um, include more 
to have like, representation. Looks, like, yeah, to have representation. Um, I really enjoy this one Instagram called My Face Story, and she has been on like Cover Girl now and like things like that because she is someone that has skin issues, if you want to call them that. <laughs> right. Um, and she can like be a woman who is powerful, influential, and still right. have scars, hyperpigmentation, and acne. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's amazing. Yeah. And should be more present in the beauty industry. Right. I think that that is a very good point about um, how like us, for instance, um, ha- didn't really have social media or anything like that to influence us at such a young age. Because I know, for instance, like I have two sisters, they're 17 now, but um, the difference is like when I hit sixth grade-ish and my mom kind of was like, oh, like let's put some of this little sparkle on your eye or like take a lip gloss with you. Like I, for for one, I just, I refused. Like I wouldn't do it. But I also just didn't care or I didn't feel the need to mm-hmm. or the desire to really. Like it just seemed very irrelevant to me. I mean, you're 11. Like mm-hmm. why? But my own sisters um, growing up a little differently at a different time and stuff, once like sixth grade hit and especially seventh, eighth, like, they were going out the door looking like clowns, like with how much with makeup probably they push had. up bra. Yeah, like, everything. I was allowed to buy a push or up like, bra until I got married, y'all. So, <laughs> like, no hair anywhere, or like they even no hair, like down there. Like, I didn't think about that no. until like a couple of years I, ago. I'm gonna be real. <laughs> I don't think I even like manicured any of that area <laughs> until I like went to the cottage with you and Caitlin, and then I was like, oh crap, that's oh, a crap. thing we have to do now. <laughs> I'm like, keep my legs I close. actually remember that. Yeah, no, I remember that Thanks moment. for shouting. I, <laughs> I never, like, I am I guess, like, at their age, like I said, I probably thought about, like, my arms or something, but I never felt an insane pressure to do something exactly. about it um, from industries necessarily. Like, I just wasn't very aware of it. Maybe we um, had, like, so, a spare copy of Seventeen that, like, filtered right. down from the older siblings. <laughs> exactly. But, like, that was it. That was our Right. Access. That was kind of it. But my sisters, it was, like, instantly, like, there's no – there's not supposed to be hair anywhere. There's not supposed to be anything out of place. Like, my sisters, I'm, I'm not kidding, on the dot, every two weeks, have their nails done, their eyelashes done, and their eyebrows done. Every two weeks, they maybe three. Have a very every two three weeks set schedule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a very set schedule, and I don't think they really even think twice about it. And I think that's probably the most damaging part mm-hmm. of um, how industries kind of cultivate mm-hmm. that sort of mindset because they really, I don't think they think about it at right. all. Right, and I yeah. personally, like I said, I'm very laid back on grooming, makeup, mm-hmm. hair. Very lackadaisical. <laughs> so maybe I'm not the person, like, I don't know. But they're not necessities. Right. Like, it's not a necessity to have your nails done. I no. mean, my nails, I got a manicure last month, and they are very grown out. <laughs> so I should probably take off the nail polish. My right nails probably a good 85% of the time look like boy hands. Like they just do. They just, they always do because I don't, I don't really feel that kind of pressure. Like it's just annoying to me sometimes. Um, And I, again, when I was younger, that wasn't really the case either. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever 
thought about that at all. Um, but today, I think it really is like a huge thing. Like you, it just is like, I, I mean, I've even heard guys say like, yeah, like one of the first things I do when I meet a girl is I look at her hands. And I'm like, that's crazy. What? <laughs> like That would have never even mean? crossed my mind. Right. Thank God our like, men what? didn't. <laughs> Seriously. Andy's oh, a saint. <laughs> right. Or even now, like, um, I will say that some, I think there is a difference between like um, feeling the need to shave or wax this or wax that or whatever based off of, you know, feeling like that's just what you have to do as a woman. And for instance, for me, like I do, again, like deal with my arms or my legs or, you know, down there pretty regularly. But that's mostly because I feel more clean when that's mm-hmm. the case or like I just feel better when that it is, is the case. your choice. Right. That, and exactly. I think that that ties into what you were saying about not just being, being comfortable sure. with yourself, but just being kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if that's like what makes me feel good, like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And it's not just feeling comfortable. Like I am being like, okay, like I can go ahead and wax my arms or this or that. or And I think that now there is kind of like a different spin on it with just kind of modern feministic ideas now where it's also the opposite of like, mm-hmm. no, like you shouldn't shave. Like don't let them tell you what to do. And it's like right. you kind of almost fall back into that how I felt as like a young girl mm-hmm. where I'm like confused, like which side do I mm-hmm. go yeah. with this? You know, Mine comes down to laziness. So. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. There's been right. times where Andy's like, so your armpits are very sh- like, oh. very hairy. <laughs> and again, that's, that's where the, the concept of shame would come in. Right. It's like, right. maybe I should. And he, <laughs> he really does not care. But then I'm kind of like, hmm, should I shave? And then I go the next two weeks. I'm like, okay, I'm going to shave finally. Like, All so. right. I guess now's about time. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that um, it's interesting. Like, I think a lot of times um, society and women just in general want to put a lot of that blame of, you know, the pressures and like shaming and whatnot over body hair or nails or makeup or skin. Um on men but um Haley do you think that sometimes it's actually women that do more harm I would say a hundred percent yes um in all of my personal experiences actually it has been other women to say things Mm -hmm. to me whether it be about my skin or I should wear thicker makeup because I do have hyperpigmentation or um just things about like my weight or my grooming like I've had people say like you should get Brazilian waxes every month. And I'm like, first of all, I had Ow. one and it gave me PTSD. So <laughs> never again. Um, well, not never. We'll see. If I we'll can see. Muster up the, the courage. The door is for cracked. That one. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, but to my knowledge, like, I've never heard a guy say um, anything about those aspects um, to me or. They may have about me, behind my back. I don't know. Um, it's not to your face. Yes. But um, I think as women, we put pressure on each other to live up to like either mainstream standards or even standards that we have set. And mm-hmm. if they're not measuring up to them, then we say things or we look at them differently or we act differently um, toward them and don't treat them as, you know, like what a woman should be. If that makes sense. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I agree 100% that I think it is women. And I feel like a lot of times it is just 
ignorantly projecting their own insecurities or their own standards on others because, you know, you don't measure up. Like, for example, Aerie with your mom, it's just like she was like, okay, let's put something on your arms. Let's do that because that was her standard and she's projecting it on you. And then that became something that you had to deal with. Mm -hmm. And you know, obviously it, it can come across innocently enough just a comment or a mm-hmm. remark or a like, hey, have you thought of this? You know, but um, I live by the five minute rule. If it can't be fixed in five minutes, don't say anything. <laughs> like if they have something in their yeah. teeth or like a long hair that's just really bothering you on their back shirt, like pull right. it off, you know, help them fix it. Um, but if it's about their weight or acne or their hair or anything like that, like just don't say anything. Yeah. You know, that's not. Obviously, unless it's unhealthy um, and you're a friend and you're coming to them as a friend, but not in a like, oh, you should really think about doing this or doing that. Or have you tried this? It's like, shut up. Stay in your lane. <laughs> stay in your so, lane. And then, and then even like with guys too, like I have had one guy in my entire life that I can remember who made a comment and he's like, wow, your neck is really short. And I have been insecure <laughs> oh. my entire life. Yeah. So random <laughs> I know that's all. But that's so specific. Yeah, I know. Like, he he was just about like that. staring at me. He was like, you know, Claire, your neck's really short. And I have been like my whole life. I'm like, I just have a really short neck. <laughs> I just have Ever a short since neck. Them. Um, but that's the thing is that it's like, mo- like I feel straight guys for the most part. Um, because I have had a couple gay men comment on stuff, and it's like, okay, stay in your lane. Again, <laughs> to the same to women, stay in your lane. Let me worry about my business. You worry about yours. Right. <laughs> but um, for straight men, for the most part, it's like they don't really care if you're dressed designer or what color eyeshadow you're wearing or if you're even wearing it. It's just like they want you to accentuate the things that they like. <laughs> they want you yeah. to at least try. Yeah. <laughs> they want you to at least try. But they're not, like, overly concerned with anything other than that. As long as you do keep up, I think, with basic grooming. And sometimes even not. And even not, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think I'm shocked. Like, as, you know, a woman who's in her early 20s, I'm shocked that men, more men don't actually care Mm -hmm. about yeah. These issues. As long as you don't have a red, like, lipstick on, they're like, wow, you're so natural. <laughs> yeah. Everything's natural. But, you know, when I was younger, I would always think, like, in middle school or high school, like, oh, this is something that guys are going to notice. But it really ne- right. was yeah. never the guys noticing. Yeah, it, was it was other girls, girls noticing yeah. and other girls commenting and seeing how I could improve yeah, right. how I look. The, the sooner, the closer you look at With your life, different you're genetics and different yeah. <laughs> environment. Yeah. Women don't dress for men. They dress for other women. And that's right. one thing when my husband is like, Claire, you don't have to be putting so much effort into blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, but there's going to be girls there. <laughs> like, I have to impress them. <laughs> right. I remember distinctly because I, too, have much thicker eyebrows than some people and I've always had I love my eyebrows like mm-hmm. yeah I, I love them thank you um but I remember you know in sixth grade because you're 11 and I have other things to worry about what I'm gonna do after school then how my eyebrows look I but I do remember um coming into school one day and 8 30 in the morning the first thing I was told by another girl and a friend was when you get home today, you need to tell your mom to wax your eyebrows because you only have one right now. Hey, and I do was you like, have their names? Because I have a, <laughs> I know, you know, right? 
And it wasn't even just me. She told it to. Right. She waxed her brows off completely. (laughs) Right. And she told it to me and another girl. And I remember going home and just being like, oh my gosh. And that was the first time I think I ever really started to notice Mm -hmm. my eyebrows. Mm -hmm. And then once I told my mom about it, that's when my mom started being like hypersensitive. Hey, let's go to the salon. Or let's do right. So like it was always a good intention. Right. But it was like once that was said to me, and like that was not said like my mom might have said it. Like Mm -hmm. being actually like, hey, like let's, you know, fix your eyebrows or something. Like that was just mean. Like that was just a girl being mean. Um and the odd thing is is that when it came to my arms or my legs being hairy still because my mom didn't let me shave my legs until I was in like eighth grade same and everyone I had was been shaving so since embarrassed fifth grade. Yep. yeah I was so embarrassed I specifically remember one Easter Sunday I all of my friends were older than me and they had the shiniest <laughs> silkiest bronzest looking <laughs> legs. And I distinctly remember I wore nylons because I was so embarrassed that, like, my legs were hairy. Oh, my God. So I totally feel that. I begged my mom. The odd thing. Please, right? The the odd thing was that, like, when it came to my arms and my legs, I really was mostly concerned, like, the boys are probably Mm -hmm. looking at me like, why does she have hair all over right. her? Mm-hmm. But boys weren't the ones saying anything to me about it. And it was the same thing, like, as when I shaved my, or neared my arms, you know. Um, I mean, there's not really much of a difference. Remove the hair from my arms, even just a year ago, that people made comments. Like, when I shaved my legs for the first time, even though all the other girls in my class had already been shaving their legs for years... It was like they felt the need to comment on my legs sure. when I walked yeah. into school that day. And it was like, yeah. oh, your legs are smooth. Why didn't you tell me you shaved? And then so then it's also kind of like, you care? <laughs> right. well, but then it also kind of, I think, feeds into this. Like you don't even realize that the other women or young girls in your life are doing harm because it comes across as even like almost like they are just that that's part of your friendship almost. Right. Like, yeah. for instance, I'd be like, why didn't you tell me you shaved? As if it's like this monumental moment, mm-hmm. which it kind of is. It's a rite of passage. You know, it kind of is. But like, that was also the same friend who made the comment about my eyebrows. So right. it's like, sometimes I think you don't even realize it's the other girls in your life that you're yeah, harming totally. because it's kind of disguised as yeah. um, friendship yeah. sometimes. And I, I also think that people in general care a lot about appearance yeah um and put too much emphasis on looking a certain way and expecting those around them to follow suit just because they're doing it Mm -hmm. everyone else in their life has to do that as well Mm -hmm. um and like i said i'm more laid back so i tend to be you know kind of against that that. (laughs) but um i also don't think that there's one right way to groom like even though i'm laid back and someone may love to you know shave every inch of their body i have a friend who does that because she's italian and she has felt similar similar pressures um and so she shaves her legs every single day she shaves her arms every single day Mm -hmm. like all of that and that's perfectly fine because that's what she yeah prefers um and i think it really does come to come down to preference Mm -hmm. right um and women shouldn't be shamed because they have different preferences yeah Definitely. So, Claire, what advice would you give your daughter on the pressures they'll feel from the world one day? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I 
ache to see what the world will be like by the time I have a daughter and she's like coherent enough to understand this. Um, But one thing I've heard is that you are not beautiful like her. You are beautiful like you. Um, Be kind to yourself and always make others feel beautiful as well. Always wear deodorant. Exercise and eat well as a lifestyle, not as a goal. And take care that your heart and mind are the most important things you can offer this world, not your body. Mm -hmm. What about you, Haley? Um, I would agree with what Claire said. Because I value intellect over beauty. Um, So I would encourage my daughter to not give too much thought into what others are saying about her, um, but to remember that she is loved and she's healthy. There's other things that um, are more important, like being strong and being caring and being a good friend and being um, just someone who looks out for others um, and to not be that person who <laughs> is commenting on what other people should do to their bodies um, to change them. So I would just encourage her to be um, just mindful of what other people may be insecure about, um, not focus on the things that she is insecure about, um, and to... Yeah, just love herself and be kind to I would tell my daughter to listen to the women in her life um, and the women before her and the girls around her even um, as they're listening to the women in their life and to look in the mirror and remind yourself that hair or not, you are worth far more than you realize and we're created for far more than you realize. Amen. <laughs> well, thanks yeah. for coming today. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Dear Daughter. Be sure to visit us at DearDaughterPodcast.com to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover fun bonus content. And of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to like, subscribe, and share with friends. See you soon.